Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Five, four, three, two, one. Well, welcome to a special edition of The Crew. It's just your girl, Josina Anderson. And we are in day two of the NFL draft, but it is also the day after Lamar Jackson reconnected uh, with the Baltimore Ravens on a long-term deal that makes him the highest paid player in the NFL. Um, breaking that news as a five-year deal, which Jay Glazer first told you guys as far as the term, and which yours first truly told you as as well. Um, all right, let me start again. In five, four, three, two, one. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josina Anderson, host of The Crew. And today, it is just me on here doing a special edition, uh, not only on the second day of the NFL draft, but in commemoration of Lamar Jackson's new long-term deal with the Baltimore Ravens, as I first told you, uh, worth $260 million with $185 uh, in total guarantees. Uh, on a five-year deal, which is what Jay Glazer first told you on the term. And I wanted to just take this time to kind of reflect on how not only everything came together, but some of the, you know, key points that kind of stood in my mind as both sides were able to get to this point finally and consummate everything. And just, uh, you know, the feeling on the Baltimore Ravens moving forward. You know, I would say first and foremost that, you know, the day that Odell Beckham Jr. Um, came to the Ravens, to me, it became, you know, exponentially clear uh, that Lamar was returning. Because first and foremost, I just don't even believe that uh, Odell would come to the Ravens without some sort of, you know, really good feeling. Um, that Lamar was going to be QB1. He and I have talked about that, obviously. I feel like that was a, a good sense from him. Um, and, you know, uh, he was there to provide, you know, some support to Lamar while he was going through this process. But we all know that Lamar is very, you know, uh, prideful and has his way of, um, and prideful in a good way with regards to wanting to handle his business, you know, in the way that he sees fit. Um, and it's also very sensitive as you're trying to get a deal done. But I just thought that first and foremost, that was a, a, obviously a big indicator. And um, and then what was the other thing? I think, you know, even before that, going to the owners meetings uh, back in Arizona, um, you know, during the day that Lamar Jackson made it public that he had made a trade demand, which I still go back and forth with myself because I, I knew he had, you know, asked for that trade, uh, you know, even up to a week before that came out. But, um, you know, and it was a very unique situation because you have a player who's representing themselves and wants to kind of keep things private. So not necessarily going through my usual filters as far as, um, you know, confirming and the, you know, the frequent talking that you're a little bit more used to having when you are um, breaking news on a particular player. But anyways, that being said, going back to that day, I just kind of remember how, 
um, abrupt and stunned, you know, John Harbaugh was to kind of have that news come up in his presser. But what stood out to me about that day was how he just handled it and received it with grace and continued to talk with patience and warmth towards Lamar. You know, despite the fact that, you know, obviously I've talked to multiple people around the situation throughout the whole duration. And, you know, even yesterday, one thing that was underlying to me is just how emotional this process had become and at times, you know, very personal. Um, And, you know, things that were said that I'm sure still be remembered. But listen, as a person who has been in the journalism business for a long time and gone through my own contract negotiations, sometimes you get reminded when it's you and your contract and your livelihood on the table, how personal it can get. And so that's why I try to, you know, offer that grace and patience and understanding, you know, with the players and coaches or just whoever is going in, you know, dealing with a situation like that, because it's not easy. And, and I feel like I was kind of <laughs> um, just highlighting that in uh, in my various conversations that I had with multiple people in the situation as it was passing along. But I thought that that was a very, you know, a good sign. Obviously, John Harbaugh has been in the business for a long time. Um, but ultimately, I just, you know, just remember the feeling that, you know, even after that happened, I knew that the Ravens were still open to giving him a long-term deal, still open to even talking about it being on a, on a shorter term, at least to a a certain point. Um, and obviously the Jalen Hurts contract getting done, um, you know, provided certain considerations as well, because my understanding is that both sides, you know, came back again to the table. The Ravens circled back even after OBJ was signed, you know, to figure something out. And obviously they would do that because that's the wise thing to do, but just to discuss tweaks or where certain things could be, because, you know, I knew that they were obviously willing to do the deal, but it just had to have certain concessions and certain things that the team could also hold its hat on as well with regards to just the final metrics and key points on, on the deal. And, you know, I was thinking about um, that day that Lamar Jackson was at the draft with his mom. And, uh, you know, as I post this podcast, I think I'll probably use that as a picture. I think I saved it on my phone, Um, you know, and just kind of sitting there and waiting there. And I know various players have gone through that Aaron Rodgers, uh, Josh Rosen, you know, to even Will Levis right now. And, um, you know, and how hurtful that can be just in terms of the anxiety and the weight and the uncertainty and the sting of, you know, people passing on you feeling like you're not believed in. But what stood out to me about that picture is just, you know, how tight him and his mom look and can't help but just think of, you know, just the immense pride that they must feel at least having gotten this to the finish line and, while there is a conversation to be had about, you know, missing out last year as far as the total and and the disparity in earnings between him and Josh Allen or quarterbacks that were drafted in the same year, um, you know, one thing that's been underlined to me multiple times is that 
this was never about that necessarily for Lamar, because obviously he could have said yes to that at any point. But, you know, it was him having control over his situation, or at least as I'm told, um, and seeing it through with his mindset and his principles and, you know, getting it done at the time that felt right for him. And listen, it's his money. It's his life. And obviously he has the prerogative to go about it how he sees fit. Um, and at some point, you know, when we think about money and all the money that's out there and, and that one can have, you know, he does have a deal that, you know, has the ability to make $260 million. And at some point, you know, if you're a man of your principles or you're a man of your word or whatever it is, you know, how much is enough in life? There are people who can live off $5 million, you know, so... Um, as long as he's happy and he's joyful, that's good. You know, I was talking back to sources even early this morning who was saying to me, you know, he seems really happy. And, um, you know, it was really just a congratulatory tone on both sides to see it through. Um, but yes, indeed, it definitely did get tense on both times. Uh, excuse me. It definitely did tense. Get If I can speak. It definitely did get tense on both sides, you know, for sure, just with respect to the things that were said, you know, back and forth or, you know, or things that got put out in the media or whatever. But I think what's a really important point about these two sides being able to get together and consummate this deal, especially as I kind of think, you know, over my own, you know, career and just, you know, people in the workforce, just in general, like this, I think deal is really a celebration of two sides reeling that they are each other's best solution, that they are each other best business plan, and that they are beneficiary, beneficiary to each other in a way that we're not going to let personal and emotional stuff deter us from what we know is for is in our best interest and if you think about you know corporate breakups you know employee you know employer breakups or you know just when relationships dissolve in general particularly in the business space there are a lot of instances in which personal and emotional things get in the way, even if, <laughs> um, you know, staying together as my Twitter, you know, keeps going off in the background. Um, even if um, staying together clearly means that <laughs> um, that is the most uh, productive thing from a business standpoint, and I continue even as I go over my own, you know, career path and watching other things happening to other people or the players or personnel or whatever, I always continue to be struck by how um, people in life will be willing to cut off their nose to spite their face just to make a point or to give in to something that is emotional or that was painful you know, coming to work um, is not, obviously, you want to have an environment of camaraderie, sportsmanship, and all that other stuff. But 
at the end end of the day is not necessarily about you know everything always being copacetic and fraternal and like a sorority or what have you you always have to have mutual respect in how you handle each other obviously right as best as you can cuz not every, we're not all we're not perfect 100% of the time but what i'm saying is is that the ultimate objective is to is to achieve the, you know, the overall goal, the business goal. And that's, that's the focus. And I'm always amazed at how, you know, some things get run on emotions and personal feelings and politics rather than the objective and the goal and making sure that you have the best collection of people, skills, and talent to, achieve the best result as opposed to this is a collection of everybody that just made me feel comfortable or that didn't make me feel a certain way during the process. (laughs) But it really is amazing how much that goes on just in any sphere of life. So the bottom line with that is, you know, kudos to Lamar and the Ravens. When you really think about it or pushing past that, could have been easy for Lamar to take a route of, you know, um, you know, being more stringent with the team and, you know, uh, more nebulous about the time when, you know, things could get done when he was going to report and and take his time and the team snatched the long term deal off the table and sticking to the thirty two million tag, which they could have done and which was a, obviously a leverage point they could have used while Lamar's leverage point was time. The Ravens wanted his time and him being back in the facility as early as possible, particularly with the new offensive coordinator, which Ravens fans don't have to tell you, you know that. Um, So they each side had their own lever in their own ways. Um, But uh, I'm, I'm really happy to see both sides put those levers down and just get it done and get it done quickly. I mean, I was just talking to sources however many days ago where, you know, there wasn't assurances um, of, of this happening. And what I mean by not that, obviously this was always Lamar's best option for a long time when it became clear that he didn't have a trade, you know, market. Um, but it was really about the length of time it was going to take for him to, you know, um, concede that in a contractual negotiation, but still work his levers to the best of his ability, which first and foremost start with his amazing talent, his MVP resume, and, you know, just being one of the top five passers in the NFL in my book. So anyways, um, I just wanted to kind of, you know, say that it's been, it's been a, it's been a a long road following this too. Um, Yes, I did sit on the news a little too long. Um, it's amazing, even as all these years as an insider, how I still refine my process. I would say I, uh, definitively knew that they were closing in maybe two hours before I tweeted it. Um, but uh, it accelerated a lot, you know, faster than I anticipated. And, um, but at least we were able to come back and, um, you know, and get the numbers and, Um, so it's always interesting, even as an insider, how you're constantly refining your process. And I always think back, you know, what could you have done? Blah, 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 blah. 
but you know, really isn't about me and that. It, you know, uh, I'm just happy, you know, for Lamar. When you think about all the principle, you know, all the what's the word I'm looking for? Just like um, everything that just kind of went into it, you know, and um, standing on his own two feet. And kudos to his mom, and you know, and him for sticking together as mother and son and doing what was best for them. But anyways, this has been another edition of The Crew with yours truly, Josina Anderson, uh, giving my reflections by myself uh, as just kind of a special aside for uh, not only Ravens fans, but Lamar Jackson fans. Looking forward to seeing um, how he and OBJ um, and the rest of the uh, wide receivers on that team uh, lead their offense. You guys have a good weekend and we will talk soon. Okay.